Your head's on a swivel and you find yourself noticing now more than ever that your circle has seemingly disappeared. Where did your people go? There was a time when you had friends with whom you connected. You were comfortable. You felt seen and had no troubles. But suddenly you noticed that some of those relationships weakened or disappeared completely over time. And now as a full-grown adult, you're noticing there are spaces and places that were once full, and you're acutely aware of a, a new stinging desire to make friends. When you look around at others, it seems like they already have their friend groups, that they're already deep in platonic attachments, and now you somehow have to play catch-up. How did this happen? And why does making friends as an adult feel like such a tall order? Last week, we discussed four reasons why making friends as an adult can be tricky. And this week, I want to share three additional reasons for you to consider because it's not just in your head. And heads up, if this is something that you are really struggling with in this particular season, I want you to pause and consider joining our brand new How to Make Friends as an Adult, the ultimate course to secure founders pricing before the price increases on November 1st. So I want you to pause and, and visit us at betterfemalefriendships.com slash how to make friends course and uh, you'll find everything you need. So in the meantime, let's unpack why meeting new people we actually like seems to get tougher with each passing year, because trust me, it is not just you. This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, we got you. I'm Danielle Byer Jackson, a certified friendship coach, and I am here to help you through it. Okay, I feel there's no need for preamble here. This is part two of a two-week series about the difficulties of making friends as an adult. So that means as as busy adults, there's no time for chit-chat, right? (laughs) So, okay, boom, let's get into it. Three new reasons today. Here's reason number one, fear of rejection. As you get older, you collect more and more life experiences. Some are positive, some are not. And with each experience, we take away these these lessons. We receive new messages about ourselves, about others, about our capacity. And for some of us, we've acquired less than pleasant social experiences like people not texting us back or not being invited to a group outing, having friendships that seem strong at first but somehow fizzle for one reason or another that we still can't figure out. And those things make us feel a little exposed, rejected, silly. And despite how many years it's been since the issue unfolded in real time, we are still feeling years later the discomfort, almost physically, today, you know? And in an effort to protect ourselves from experiencing that same pain and disappointment, we grow a little cautious and reluctant and withdrawn. Some of us even cynical. The pain of past experiences can be immobilizing in our present efforts to make new friends. And so, you know, here we are now bound by the weight of the armor that we've put on so that people don't have the power to make us feel small or unchosen. And while it sounds like a logical approach, right, we're protecting ourselves, we all know better. We know that that kind of attitude, those habits keep us isolated, that it keeps us from experiencing the very intimacy and closeness we so desire. We know that, like intellectually, it's just so dang hard to, to, to counter in real life, right? 
one thing I like to share with with clients who are often having issues with this is we need to reframe the way we look at reaching out to people. We'll do it as long as we can get some kind of guarantee that they're going to accept us, that the situation itself will work out. But the problem is that having each of our decisions depend on another person's reaction is not only exhausting, it is severely limiting. I need you to stop saying, you know, I'll reach out if if she, you know, connects with me first, if she somehow demonstrates that she'll accept my invitation. Instead, we need to be taking this approach. I am a woman who reaches out. I am a connector. That's who I am. And as a result of this identity, I invite people who interest me into my world. This way it goes from being a reactionary thing and and something that's dependent on somebody else to an extension of who you are. So some people will say no, that is inevitable. And can I be honest? Like, let me just to put things in perspective, I guess. (laughs) I think I'm relatively charismatic, emotionally intelligent, fun, self-aware. I think those things about myself. But there have been women, even since I've been a friendship coach, who I have met that never made an effort to go and get that second coffee date, or they're still busy from like 2019. And it's like, Brenda, it's been two years. I know you have an hour to grab a latte. <laughs> but I just, I, I can't, we can't internalize that stuff. And, and you have to also look at the myriad of reasons that exist for why some kind of a new friendship didn't materialize into something more. You know, she could be going through her own stuff and not have the capacity to nurture a, a whole new friendship. She could have been triggered by something I did or said, and it was a personal turnoff. She could have gotten distracted by very adult things and whisked away by life's other priorities, or it simply wasn't her cup of tea. That's just what it is. The sooner you accept that along your journey of making new friends, there will be some losses, some first dates that don't turn into second dates, the better you'll be. Because rejection is a part of the business of friend making. Kids don't have these kinds of reservations and they're making new friends all the time. We could stand to learn a few things from them. Now, reason number two, it's sometimes tricky to make friends as an adult. I'm going to call us out on this one. Okay, a little tough love is our pickiness. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I want you to think back, back in the day, and some of us don't share the same day. I, I'm noticing there's like 19 year olds listening, 60 year olds listening. We have quite a range. Okay. So back in my day, let me say it like that. All we needed was to find a girl in the sandbox who had stick on earrings. And that was our sole requirement for becoming friends. And now some of us have expanded that must have list to include a lot more demands. Admit it. Come admit it. When you envision your next good friend, she likes the same things you do. And she's funny. She's kind of stylish. She shares your political worldviews. She's uh, equally turned off by the things that turn you off. She's obviously clever and funny and has a similar parenting style. And she's not like too outgoing, but she's not too shy either. And she's super smart, but like in a way where she doesn't feel like she has to let people know it. And did I mention that she went to the same college as you and shares your same opinions of shows like Bridgerton, Insecure, and Grey's Anatomy? I mean, where has this woman been all your life? Some of you are like, yes, is that too much to ask? (laughs) 
I was thinking it too as I was saying. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm designing like the perfect woman. We we get picky. We have an idea of who our close friends would be and for some of us even what they look like. And if we bear witness to anything that reveals she might fall short of the list, we write her off, ready to audition the next contestant. And so while yes, meeting another you would be fun, it's not likely as as each woman's bringing her own flair, her own history, her own perspectives to the table. The question though is, are we willing to make room? Are we willing to be surprised and delighted by a new woman who enters our lives with possibly a, a different temperament and a few different worldviews and, and a different sense of humor? Can we stand in a place of curiosity as we work to explore the ways in which we are similar and the fundamental friend qualities that she has that are actually important like attentiveness and reciprocity positivity uh, trustworthiness supportiveness those kinds of traits that a friendship make you know it's just something to consider as we do the work of friend making and a final thing I want us to consider as we try to examine why making friends as an adult is is sometimes challenging is our low trust Remember when we spoke earlier about a a fear of rejection and how that fear develops in response to very real experiences with loss and disappointment? The same idea applies when it comes to losing trust or faith as we grow older. As adults, we've probably witnessed the phenomenon of people using other people when they need something. And so maybe we grow fearful of an interaction that we'd like to see turn into a friendship and have it reveal itself to be transactional instead. We get skeptical and people we do meet who could become potential friends are suddenly at the mercy of our suspicions. And and we wonder if they're actually members of a large scale MLM only interested in selling us something. And let me pause. No offense to women who are in those groups. I just know that that is a very real thing between women who are in those circles and women who are not. Okay. Uh, We get fearful that, you know, a new friend wants to just use us as a therapist, a babysitter, a source of entertainment anything but a real, true, genuine uh, genuine friend. And we don't know if opening up to them would be something that ends up getting thrown back in our faces or that they'll betray our confidence. All concerns, again, shared by adults who've had a taste of this kind of deceit and disappointment. Not trusting children who are innocent and oblivious to those kinds of sinister motives. So this is not a call to trust strangers, but Instead, to examine the ways in which an inclination to distrust may be blocking you from real possible friendships, impeding your pathway to new genuine connections. Because for some of us, that's been standing in the way. When trust is actually, you know, a very necessary quality and friendship, I'll end with this. You know, I often sometimes talk about this, this list of 13 traits of a good friend. I want you to scroll back if that interests you at all, because I believe we did a full episode on this. Um, And one of the qualities that I think surprises people is a willingness to trust, not trustworthiness, but a person who has a willingness to trust. If you do have an issue with trusting, then you're less likely to be vulnerable and vulnerability is required for platonic intimacy. So if this last reason here about, you know, adult friend making is resonating with you, um, those are some things to consider. And if it's like super on your heart right now, then can we please, you and I, like have a one-on-one coaching session, especially before I go on maternity leave in December. I'd love to kind of unpack that with you one-on-one and, you know, you can book your session over at betterfemalefriendships.com and spend 
an uninterrupted 75 minutes together to just talk um, about that and develop some strategies together. So so we'll close with this. As your new official friendship coach, here's your homework. Listen closely. I want you to identify one woman you know of who is not necessarily a friend, but you admire her or you like something about her or you find yourself being curious about her. Kind of like, man, she seems cool. And I'd love to explore the possibilities of being her friend. Okay, you have that woman in mind. Now I want you to think about the reasons that we listed either last week uh, in our most recent episode or in today's episode. I want you to consider that's now a combination of seven reasons we've explored together. If any of these are the reason why you're reluctant to move forward in pursuing that or entertaining that as a potential friendship. And then I want you to consider some of the things we talked about and how you can combat that mindset and push forward and reach out to her anyway. Okay, but sometimes it helps to to put a woman in mind, to put a real scenario around yourself and to kind of put this into practice. Um, So something to consider, but that's your homework. Put it into practice and then come tell us about it because I'd love to hear your experience and hopefully positive outcomes after you give that a try. Okay, muster some courage, but you got this, right? But let's just slowly chip away at the idea that making friends as an adult is impossible. Okay, until then, you know that I am here rooting for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships. Until next time. (music) 